I'm Claire Manship. And I'm Ian Brodsky. And this is The Thing That Happened This Week. The show where everyone brings a story from the past seven days and we break it down. So bottoms up and up your bottoms! Hey. Woo! It's Thursday night. It is and Thursday. And we're back at the show. I've been up since 5 a.m. What? Why? Yeah. Um, well, I was visiting my parents in North Carolina. Right, right. How was it? Did you bring it me Bojangles? Nice. I didn't. Wow. The only place they had it was in the airport. And by the time I got to the airport, I was so like cranky. You're a background. I know. And you're like the and you're not the only person to be like you have to go to Bojangles. That's you didn't even go Bangles. yourself. The only place they had it was the airport. And by the time I got into Charlotte, I'm like, I need a coffee. So of course, like a the New Yorker in me goes to the first Starbucks I see and go, I need a tall iced coffee, please. <laughs> and, I would yeah. love if the person behind the counter was like, "Are you one of those Jewish people? <laughs> Are you one of those Jews? <laughs> Them Jews?" Oh, um, just for our listeners at home, I'm eating mango. Deal with it. Yeah. I'm so fucking hungry. There's also like a bottle of Pellegrino, a bottle of Mountain Dew, a bottle of Pepsi. So like, you might hear a lot of like carbonation. Oh, yeah, and we got fierce guests with us today. Everybody's drinking, everybody's eating, just, like, get over it. It's a swell time. Live with your choices! It's our motto here. <laughs> so tell us about North Carolina. What happened? Um, well, part of it is my thing that happened this week, if we get to it, but... Okay. Long, uh, well, I met my parents' dog, mm. Lacey. I call her Lacey Gray. Um, oh, man. So if people are devoted listeners of the show, they know that Lacey was superiorly exploited for oh Ian's God, social yeah. media and yeah. fundraising needs. So I'm glad that he finally made contact with this animal that and he was she, a dick to. And she <laughs> is... She's perfect and she is all for it. She told me herself. Oh my God. If your name is Lacey, you better be perfect, girl. Yeah. You better be the most perfect. Like Lacey Chabert. Mm. Let's Gretchen talk about Wieners. Lacey Chabert. Favorite, favorite moments beyond Gretchen Wieners of Lacey Chabert. Um... Oh, um, Daddy Daycare. Fun fact, she was in Daddy Daycare. I'm, um, as some kid? As a kid? No, I, th- what this the wasn't What the fuck are they doing? Okay, hold on. Was... Tangent number one, here it comes. These people upstairs, I swear to God. Ian, doesn't this annoy you? I'm pretty sure I hear them having sex quite a bit. Really? What kind of sex? Crazy sex? I don't know, just like... Boring just, sex? Well, it's one of those things where you just hear the, like, you just hear some, like, the back and forth. And, um, our guests are sitting here like, what the fuck did we get ourselves <laughs> into? <laughs> and the, Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. You can hear and their so, sex, too? And so, like... Sex. But, like, it's... Uh, and it, it was the same thing in college. It was, like, the same thing in my last apartment. It's the same thing here. I'm just always like, what Like what are they trying to fix? Oh, okay. They're trying to got get it. a fix. They're trying to, you know, fix. Work? Do you need that fixed, Ian? You gotta go get that fixed. <laughs> I bet there's someone on the corner that can fix that for you. It is the heights. All I want to do is talk about Lacey Chabert, but these people are ruining it. Um, remember last week when someone was hitting the ceiling, I, I guess? Oh my god, okay, so last week, I, I had to edit, like, no one's business. I swear to god, I've never worked so hard. Really? I've worked a lot harder than that. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say. Honey, yes. But, um, what's it called? So last week, we got the people upstairs that are always moving around their furniture. Yeah. Got the people downstairs that, I, maybe there was like a bug on the ceiling downstairs. I don't know what was going on, but know, it was like kabang, kabang, kabang. That's unique too because like I run into them like at, Wal- not Walmart, this isn't Rockland. Um, or like uh, Rite Aid. Like, I, like, we, like we're aware of each other's existences, but like we've never talked, but like they seem like. Oh, so you know their faces. I know their faces downstairs, mm. but like. 
we've never talked, so like I'm sure they're cool. I don't I just don't know what the fuck that was. So there's a there's a window directly across from my bedroom window. Mm-hmm. And you know how like it's kind of rare to know neighbors that aren't on the same hallway or the same landing as you. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know whose window that was, but I always saw this old lady cooking in that kitchen. It happens to be a kitchen window across from my bedroom window. And the other day, my roommate told me that it's our super, Raphael's wife I'm seeing in the window that that's his apartment. It's directly huh. across from ours. I was like, wow, all of the times that I thought it was just an old lady's place. And I was like, in my underwear, like in front of the window, like just living <laughs> my best life. At my last apartment, um, you could see from my uh, living room window into the apartments like across and above us. Mm-hmm. And there was always this guy who was, like, around my age, but he, like, he was always, like, working out and playing music. And I guess for whatever, like, feng shui setup, his desk was, like, facing my window. Mm-hmm. So I used to be, like, sitting in, like, my sweatpants watching TV, and this guy would be, like, facing me, working out, playing music. <laughs> and I'm like, the fuck does this guy want from me? He's trying to get what? you to, to spot then- him. Yeah, exactly. I guess. Up? No, I don't. I would die. And <laughs> then and then cut to I'm working on Soul Doctor of mm-hmm. all things and there's that guy. He's one of the leads. What? Yeah. I did not bring it up to him. Whoa. I did not bring it up to him because I don't know a non-creepy way of being like, "Hey, when my window's open and your window's open, you can see me lying on my couch while I can see you working out." <laughs> Like, I don't, like, I just don't know how the the politically correct and not creepy way of going about that. I mean, I gotta be honest, buddy. This is not a dig at either of you, but there's a reason that he was the lead of the show and you were working on the props group because your oh, thing... Oh, fuck you. Yo, it's not a dig. It's that your thing is being aesthetically minded to watch TV, to relax on a couch, and his thing is, like, to go for it. It all needs possible. He looks like me. Window... Oh, never mind then. I thought... I was just imagining some ripped guy. No, he was that. like... Like... And it's funny because we had the same agent for a while. Um, you did. Um, or that or like he had or he got signed right after I left. Mm, okay. Something like that. Because I'm like, okay, here's another Jewish looking like short skinny guy. Oh, well who, then never mind. I was imagining some meathead or something that was just like, I mean, yeah, you would think like when I Olympic say Olympic gold lead, or some yeah, shit. Yeah, like a lead of a show. But no, this was just another skinny Jew. Well, you know what? I love that you have a mind for detail. And Thank you. And aesthetics and beauty and Thank kindness. You. And like, fuck him. He knows, whatever. He worked out and, and hopefully had a hernia. I'm just kidding. It got really... dark. Honey, <laughs> I went there. Open your window no, and he I was a, throw the shade. No, nah, he was a cool guy. He, I mean, I'm sure he still is. I just haven't seen him since. Mm. Um, well, hey, but, guy. Hey, guy. I'm not going to put you on blast because I don't feel like it. Well, Thus endeth the first tangent. Yeah. Now back to Lacey Chabert. More yes. important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love in... Lacey Chabert in Lost in Space. Never seen it. Right. So we talked about this. I, it how was I, on the I, show. I, I yeah, how it, I don't see movies. No, 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 no. That my brother was like in love with her from Lost in Space. And really? now she does all those weird Hallmark movies. Yeah. It's like essentially polar opposite that's work. Why, like, that's why I don't know any of her other work aside from like her being a Broadway kid. And, like, Mean Girls and that one Daddy Daycare movie. Just because I remember seeing her after Mean Girls in Daddy Daycare and thinking, mm. oh, that's too bad. You're not watching those Hallmark movies? Hallmark? Hallmark? I'm eating mango. <laughs> Deal with it. Um, You're not watching those Hallmark movies? I'm not. Do you even lift, bro? <laughs> Again? <laughs> Again? I, can... I wouldn't. I can't. I, I die. Can't. Hallmark <laughs> movies. I die. I would die. Is it Hallmark? 
or is it Lifetime she's doing? She did. She was in that Christian Both? Mingle movie. She was in that Christian Mingle movie. Oh, honey, Christian Mingle. That was a Rotten Tomatoes, 100% was certified it? fresh. No, I don't know. <laughs> we can look that up, but we won't. Do you won't. think Rotten Tomatoes reviews things that are made for TV film? Does Rotten Tomatoes do anything except I'm wide sure it release does. stuff? I'm sure it does. Dalton is checking it out right now. Ooh, um, Dalton can tell us. I'm sure they do because I think it's just like IMDb but for ratings. Mm. I guess. And Rotten Tomatoes is just critics. Like, it's just like a, so. a cumulative score, overall score of critics. I think so. And I think that's why, like, it actually has a lot more, like, weight. And it's, I guess it's taken a little more seriously than IMDb because it's a more cumulative, like, answer of what people think of films and stuff. Right. Totally. Yeah. I remember the last time that I booked a show, I went to see Zootopia to celebrate. <laughs> And I remember someone was like, seriously, that's how you celebrate getting a new job? And I was like, well, I don't really drink and blah, blah, blah. And, um, and I remember coming back with them instead of, instead of that natural response of like, oh, I don't really go to get drinks to celebrate or I, you know, everyone was busy. I was like, it's certified fresh. <laughs> it's a certified fresh movie. Critics like it. I'm going to open this Pellegrino, do it. honey. Do it right in the mic. Here it comes. Here it comes. Here it comes. Here it comes, Ian. That was kind of disappointing. Yeah, bummer. It's because I wasn't rough with it, you know? You got to get rough with it. <laughs> with the Pellegrino bottle. With the Pellegrino, honey, if you're going to have a sexy Italian man full of salt and bubbles, you need to get rough with it. That's him. also, like, good for you. That's the biggest bottle in the room. Mmm. Yes, I and have it's the on di- bottle. And it's on display for everyone to see. <laughs> I don't know what this voice oh. I'm doing is. It's like Zsa Zsa oh, Gabor. Yes, me. honey, I have the biggest bottle. Oh, Ian's walking away now. The show's mine. It's all mine now. Mm-hmm. Mm, yes, here comes the mini tangent. Mango. mango is good, girl. Gosh, mango is good. Man, it's so good. It Guys, is. mango is like the snack of all snacks. I gotta tell you, I'm really like falling in love with mango. Nothing is more satisfying than mango while watching a Meryl Streep movie. Ian is now walking delivered food to his roommate Tyler. He's about to come back to the table. Don't tell him we were talking about him. So what did I miss? <laughs> okay. So, final thoughts on Lacey Chabert. Love yay, her. nay, yay? Yay. Hella yay. Yay for, like, all of her old shit, or yay because, like, she's still going for it? Yeah, because she's still going for it, and she has a kid now, too. What? Yeah. A little Chabert? A little Chabert. A little Bear Bear? Oh, yeah, a mini bear. <laughs> um. I don't know what. We both have had long days. I love how, like, we every Thursday we come together. We have both been up since, like, the ass crack of dawn, oh and then God. we just unwind and just let the bullshit fly and I love it if Lacey Chabert had been there today I bet she would have booked that job oh maybe maybe Lacey Chabert can do anything Lacey Chabert can do whatever the fuck she wants Lacey Chabert we love you come on the show yeah you're invited (laughs) Lacey Chabert is hashtag this week's thing (laughs) yeah um uh, I was gonna say something about Mean Girls but I forgot it's a good movie great movie it's a classic Found it at the thrift store the other day on a $3 DVD. Worth yeah. it. Worth every penny. Nice. DVDs. I'm keeping them alive. Legit. <laughs> ah, mean Girls in widescreen format. Okay. Because I don't want to miss those periphery remember, well, remember sidebars. I don't know if this was a thing for you, but for some reason my parents never brought widescreen TVs. Mm. It was always full screen, so I had to be like cognizant of which version of the DVD I bought. Yes. Good use of the word cognizant. Thank you. Yeah. Um, because if I bought widescreen by accident, then I would like miss like... A third of the picture. Mm. Excuse me, I'm chewing mango, but I'm still going to respond. 
No, I'm not. Hold on. <laughs> we just lost all our followers, Claire. Great job. All the followers we ever had. All of them. We have so many. <laughs> okay. No, what I was going to... Dalton and John. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, man. This episode is gold, y'all. This, is, this is art, guys. Oh, man. Gosh. They're just such a gift to create art. Yes. To create art with you, my 2017. friend. 2017. 2017. Okay. So what were we just talking about? Um, mean Girls. Mean Girls uh, widescreen versus oh, full okay, screen. Oh, okay. So what you were about to say, you were saying... You said it backwards, that you accidentally bought full screen no, and you were missing a little portion of the screen? No, we would accidentally buy widescreen DVDs for a full screen. So, like, the top oh. and bottom would be a little cut off. So, but it was, then like, so formatted weird. and then teeny tiny. Yeah. Oh, okay. See, my problem was, was that I kept buying full screen thinking that the picture was more aesthetically pleasing to me, but I didn't realize that I sometimes would be missing stuff yeah. on the edge of the screen, which, like, normally you're not missing much. Like, they edit... DVDs are only DVDs and Blu-ray are only made in widescreen format now because mm-hmm. like that's the way of the world. But back in the early aughts, if you had the choice between the two, you're normally only going to miss some like extra giving extra mm-hmm. on the edge of the screen. But sometimes you <laughs> like actually that. do miss something kind of important. Like yeah. I can't put my finger on it, but there was one movie that I remember being like, "Wow!" Like. There, you know, some dastardly person is watching this conversation from the edge of the screen, and I never knew that. Yeah, you know, like sometimes it just gives a, a new form of information or irony yeah. or yeah, I, you know. So the next time you buy a DVD, because this conversation is clearly applicable to the current state of because we clearly just quoted all of 2004, everybody. I know, my gosh. They were a time. The odds were hot. <laughs> Feel the rain on your skin. No one else can that feel was... it for you. I do love me some Natasha Bedingfield. There oh, I said honey, it. but it's the hills. The hills are alive with the Lauren Conrad. Never see. I never watched the hills or the OC or any of those. But I had a cousin who did, and Claire always... smash. That makes me so angry. <laughs> I, I know. I was watching like, just so much Scrubs. Like you would be doing that. Um. <laughs> I. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, it's no, cool. No, 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 you don't it's have to cool. shush. No, 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 it's almost your time. Yeah. We were talking about 14 minutes. That's fine. We, yeah, Whatever that's we did. Fine. I mean, I Lacey get... Chabert was about seven minutes of that. Lacey Chabert was much more of this conversation than I ever anticipated, so. Okay, but the next time you have a podcast, Ian, you need to allot the right amount of Lacey <laughs> Chabert time. I, I think this is a perfect time to announce my spinoff podcast. <laughs> Lacey, Lacey Chabert. Lacey Chabert. <laughs> Stories that are totally true about Lacey Chabert and my my parents' dog. Oh my gosh, that'd be a great podcast. I listen. <laughs> Thank you. I really do feel that the formats of podcasts that work the best, ours not included, because like I, I don't know how ours is going. It's fine. I don't really have an insight into like right. my own career, but <laughs> no. But I do think that podcasts that don't really have like any kind of linear alignment you know what I mean like where Mm -hmm. it's just like that's why two dope queens works yeah because like they they let someone else do the bulk of the work but they're just like formatting you know they banter there's a comedian they banter etc yeah dope queens we love you come on the show love them yes I downloaded so many of their episodes for my flights oh yeah I'm sitting there laughing like an idiot on American Airlines while everyone else is trying to watch like the safety instructions do you think people are really watching that no no definitely not no We 
have amazing guests this week. I'm going to throw it to Ian to introduce them. We're so excited. We're so fucking lucky. Yeah. I can't even believe it. So I reached out to these lovely folks like Woo! way back in the day and they were all for it then and then like I fell off the face of the earth for a little bit, came back and then I was then like, Then we hey. kidnapped then them. Then we kidnapped we them. them. <laughs> and they were, and they're still like totally down for it. So I'm going to introduce two people that I have had the pleasure of working with on a regular basis um, they're two incredible musicians. They tour. They record. They're on iTunes and mm. like are you, are you on Spotify? Yeah. We got Dalton Deshane of Dalton Deshane and the Traveling Show, Woo. and Joe Kroger, who is a musician, recording artist, and part of said Traveling Show. Yes. Let's turn the mic. Let's turn the mic. Hey guys! Hello, hey. <laughs> welcome to the show. Yeah, thank Thanks for you. having us. Yeah. Welcome. So, yeah, I did want to mention briefly uh, the standard def- the standard uh, TVs, the non widescreen TVs, mm-hmm. usually had a setting where you could choose to either letterbox the widescreen, <gasps> so you could have black bars on top and bottom, or you could artificially zoom and cut off the sides. So, was, well, where were you in 2004? It was still better to get widescreen DVDs because then you had the option of whether you wanted to view them widescreen or know standard. What, you know what movie I had that had the option in the menu where you could, like, on the same side of the disc, you didn't have to flip it over? It was the Lizzie McGuire movie. Mm. Oh, wow. And that's what dreams are made of, right? <laughs> okay? <laughs> I, for, that, for some of those standard uh, ones, they would actually, like, re-edit the movie. So, like, if there's a shot of, like, a row of people, they would actually, like, artificially pan across the widescreen shot Whoa. so you can still see everybody they would like re-edit shots now when you know or this, like is cut it... between different sides of the is this something that you like kind of have extra knowledge about like you're just fascinated with cinematography and editing like um, software i was a movie i was like movie crazy in like high school and college i watched a lot a lot a lot of movies like Great. anything that came out between like 2004 and 2002 10 I probably saw like every movie that came out. Okay, nice. well when we play Desert Island later, we got to yeah. movies. Yeah. Right? yeah. All right. Absolutely. Now Joe, yeah. You're wearing a fabulous beanie. Oh, thank you. Joe yeah, where'd has you get cool it? fucking style. I love that um Dalton came immediately after the intro with like the technical knowledge and I was just sitting here the entire time when you were like Lacey Chabert Bear and I just wanted, <laughs> and I just wanted to be like Lacey Shabair Cub, Lacey Shabair. Lacey Shabair. <laughs> like, I was just sitting here Lacey thinking of Shabay awful Lacey yeah. Shabair animal puns. puns and Ooh, he's yeah. like, there's technical knowledge about the way <laughs> films were formatted on DVD. I also like, sold TVs for a long time. That's true. Oh. That's true. Oh. He used to work at Best Buy. Okay, got it. Oh, okay. Well, sold you know what? TVs. We can marry your two concepts. Did you figure out the Rotten Tomatoes conundrum? Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, Tell so us about this. I don't know. Uh, they have one review on the page. <laughs> So they have Sounds not. Right. They have not compiled it into a tom- tomato meter score. Okay. But there is one rotten review. Mm, on the it's Christian definitely Miller. rotten. Yeah. It's, it's big green splash of gross. Do right. you guys put any emphasis on Rotten Tomatoes versus another another form of like information when you decide what you're going to go see? No, I just do Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I don't. I, I mean, just it's kind of industry standard. Same. <laughs> I just kind of like for the one movie I see every year in the theaters. I just like sit by myself and during the previews, and I'm like. Well, that looks dumb. Yeah, well, that looks great. And then the person next to me is like, "Shh." But yeah. 
I have an uncle who every time we go to the, we, we like to go to the movies together and um, if there's ever a preview before whatever movie we're seeing that's appropriate for all audiences, he goes, boo! Like, <laughs> and all these little kids are like, who's talking? Someone's talking! Stop talking! <laughs> um, so Rotten Tomatoes for movies, industry standard, but you guys know more about music. Like, where do you go to find your music reviews? Oh. Like, new bands you're into? Yeah. Like, tell us about that. Um, I don't really go by music reviews. Okay. I, I've, I, I don't like the kind of the state of music reviews right now. I don't find them very helpful. Um, no, not at all. It, it's, yeah. I mean, it, it, it definitely feels like it's more of a, an industry that's, that's uh, geared towards promotion. Yeah. Like the, the review. And maybe it's always been that way, but just now that we've been doing this so long, and like we're much more aware of as it. As musicians that have submitted our work for review... It's kind of you. You kind of see how much of it is really just promotional tactics. Yeah. Uh, well, more what than, was what was that like? Uh, I mean, it's up and down. Depends on your publicist. But uh, <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. We like we released a, an album in October uh, as the traveling show, and um, we got mostly really positive reviews. But like, that's. We got one terrible review from, like, this guy who, like, it didn't even sound like he, like, listened to the album. Okay. Like, it was, it was all about how, like, we had five people in the band, and that's too many. A band should only have four people. And, what? uh, like, okay. it, was, it was really Maroon weird Maroon 5 stuff. has seven people. I was going right, to say, get over and it. they're called Maroon 5. That's just bad math. I know. <laughs> bad um, marketing? Yeah. Bad representation? That shit false, is, false, yeah. False Did y'all know there's My a black guy in Maroon 5? I do now. Okay, see, um, that's the thing about Maroon 5 is there's a lot of band members you don't know about. As a close personal friend of Adam, of Adam Levine's, <laughs> that's where Man. I'm going to stop. That's where I'm going to stop that I sentence. Forgot it. I, every time I bring up something that I think is going to be funny, Ian is literally no degrees of separation. So he'll be like, oh, well, actually, Kira Knightley was telling me about this book she read, and I'm just like, oh, man, I was about to tear her down something. <laughs> that, like, You'll, you'll find out that I'm definitely bad cop on this. I didn't she know is. this fine. about you, Ian. Do you know everybody in the world? Are you Kevin Bacon? Mm. I gotta go, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, we just met Kevin Bacon. Yes? Yeah. We just saw no the degrees. No yeah. degrees to Kevin Bacon. We just saw the bacon signal go up in the night sky. <laughs> exactly. Ian went running. Run. Yeah, I just I jumped out of my apartment window. <laughs> you know who I mistake Kevin Bacon for sometimes is Kiefer Sutherland? Uh, I, think I can see that. They have pointy faces. Yeah, yes. Oh, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. I also think they... They both play um, very similar types, even though Keith or Sutherland is always like fighting crime or saving the world or something. I always or a vampire. As, yeah, I just associate him with Lost Boys. Oh, yeah. okay. has See, Kevin I'm not Bacon familiar. ever been a vampire? Oh man, you, I don't know. You're unfamiliar with Lost Boys. Yeah. I'm gonna Fantastic. stop everything, Fantastic. and we're gonna tangent right now. Okay. Uh, into I only Lost watch Boys. things with Lacey Chabert. <laughs> <laughs> um, Think she Lost Boys is a, is a, is a, a movie. <laughs> I would love to see a scene with Lacey Chabert just and really... Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> and he's like, This is like, <laughs> this is Team Kiefer Sutherland. Okay. When he was like a like heart Stand from, by the age. Mm-hmm. A, a heart Like, this was a movie that everybody saw when this was a thing. And okay. It was like an 80s movie. Um, it's like an R rated The Goonies mm. with vampires. It's got a very oh. goony. Yeah, oh, yeah it's, it's pretty, pretty violent and sexy. Yeah, uh, it's uh, <laughs> it's just and it's got it's got the Corys in it. Corey Hay, oh, yeah, Corey yeah, Feldman, yeah, um, as vampire hunters, as like kid vampire. They're hunters. like they're like teen comic book nerds, but they keep on running around, just being like, "We're gonna get these guys," and I'm not <laughs> sure they do anything helpful in the end. <laughs> I, I don't. I, I think they maybe do something I don't know. at the end, but uh, it's a classic. 
Yeah, yeah. Cool. It's and it's definitely worth watching at this point in time and like just going back and seeing. It's there's very like, dated. They, do you want to talk it's about the sax man? Yeah, there's like a part where they go to like this boardwalk, which is like the hip like hangout in the town. Okay. And there's like this band playing, and there's just this like super muscular bodybuilder guy with no shirt and like wearing chains around his neck and he's like oiled up and shiny and greasy and oh he's got god. like fabio hair and he's just playing the sax like a rock god like he like yeah. sings like and he like, ends up being a part like, of the plot i was gonna no, say does that, he... he becomes i i i was telling you this in the comic book sequel that's right, that's right. he becomes a part of the so. Okay. I mean, any person that shows up like that better be at mm-hmm. least a day player. Isn't that yeah. literally... <laughs> I definitely paid for his SAG membership. Oh, honey, he got a card for that. You he better know. He definitely did. He gets a residual check yeah, I don't every think he, quarter. I don't think he has any lines. He just Residuals for sacks. every channel this Legit. <laughs> Do you think they base John Hamm's SNL character, Sergio, that like burst oh, through the wall on yeah. that guy? That was absolutely oh, the yeah? Lost Boys guy. That was amazing. Oh, man. Well, now I gotta see it. I'm you gotta go watch SNL that SNL John Hamm because he like, oh no I've seen that oh, but now yeah. I gotta see yeah, this yeah now you yeah, have yeah, the yeah. image of like what that guy mm-hmm. was like oh yeah. boy oh wow. boy yeah Ooh. okay well yeah. well is there anything else that we should touch upon before we get to the name of the show I mean I think we covered all our bases here today yeah <laughs> Lacey Chabert Lacey Chabert Kiefer sexy Sutherland sexy sax player yes. Kiefer Sutherland anything else I'm good. To, I'm good to. The state of music is not what we thought it was. No, I was totally state, you know, of, uh, state of music uh, criticism. Mm, I would say. Yeah, okay. we're not talking about the state of music because I would. I would say that I. I do have a lot of places that I go for music. We didn't answer your question, mm. which is, I mean, for one thing, we see a lot of music because we play music. So there are bands before us and right. bands after us, and like we just get to know a lot of people and. So we see a ton of music all the time. Well, and does the traveling show do a lot of traveling show? Like, Uh, it does some traveling. More and more. More than it used to. Okay. Um, So they're getting around. Yeah. Get around town, honey. Yeah. But also the podcast world. I like listening to some music podcasts here and there. Mm -hmm. Big fan of that. Which ones are you listening to? Um... See, I just said I like music podcasts, and then I'm going to backtrack and say I'm not listening to them as much right now. You listen to All Songs Considered? I, mm-hmm. I did for a long time. I really listened to it a lot. And then I just kind of like, I'd heard like four years of Bob Boylan and Robin Hilton talking, and I was just like, they're amazing, but I just need a break, you know? Well, the, the funny thing about NPR, and just kind of podcasts in general, uh, like subject-based podcasts, um, they always you know, bump something at the end, like, hey, I'm listening to this thing, you should listen to it too. And the person on NPR that I always get the best music from is Sam Sanders, who hosts the NPR Politics Podcast, you yeah. know? And Go he's figure. like, he's like, listen to this Beck and Flume, you know, thing. And I'm like, yeah, Beck and Flume, I love it. Like, you know, it's a, you never know where you'll find it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, yeah. do you guys produce your own stuff independently, or do you work with the record, or...? Uh, mostly independently. I have a home studio, so... Oh, cool. Uh, Whoa! Yeah. yeah. I kind of run uh, a studio out of our, our apartment called Kill Infinity Studios. Check them out, uh, y'all. And we, re- I also record uh, local acts. So I actually record Joe's last EP. It's oh, true. Joe's last EP. Uh, I record. I recorded our last our two albums that we've done, um, and a couple other local acts. Um, Zach Daniel. Yeah, there's a local artist named Zach Daniel. I'm working on one for a band called Boy Band. 
uh, in Manhattan. Mm. Um, they're great. Boy band. Are they hot? I was going to say, the three beautiful women. They're, and they're three, great. Three folk musician women oh. that uh, sing together. Oh, see, that's interesting because that band Boy of those two those two women that do the seven little numbers, baby, I know yours by heart. Uh-huh. They're called Boy too, and they're women as well. well. I think it was actually a, a backlash against, there were a bunch of... Uh, men's bands that were like ironically having girly names there, I think there's one called like, girl oh, band oh girl yeah, band yeah. and ladies. so it was yeah. like oh man but I've never like thought of that before very very like Sort of Good Charlotte, that's come on. That's a really, True. that's a really sexist, bare naked ladies. You know, sometimes you just say a word enough times that it loses its meaning and then you think about it for a moment yeah. and you're like, wow. Mm. I don't mm. know if... I don't think it's intrinsically sexist. It's just a statement. You know, it's bare naked ladies. It, it doesn't give us a viewpoint on what they think about bare naked okay, ladies. Okay, fair, You know what I mean? Fair. They're not saying, give me mass quantities of bare naked ladies. <laughs> no. For, you know, now. Maybe they're saying... They could be saying, bare naked ladies have the right to express their sexuality any way that they choose to. That's mm-hmm. right. That, mm-hmm. I, I don't... Very think, progressive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do think that that um, If I Had a Million Dollars song is uh-huh. really smart because in the first verse you know how like all good bridge to chorus moments have like just one alteration every time you come back to it so it's not just like you know i already know where we're going so in that song the first one is like i'd buy a fur coat but not a real fur coat that's cruel and then the second time it's um i'd have a beautiful wife and i'd buy her a green dress but not a real green dress that's cruel mm-hmm. <laughs> very clever song that that's song. so clever right yeah Oh man, see, I need Joe with me wherever I go because <laughs> I was about to go off. <laughs> and she's like, no, Claire, it's not like that. <laughs> well, I'm not saying it's not. I don't know. I don't know. But I am saying that we don't know. We'll get Stephen Page on the podcast. Stephen Page we'll and Joe. Exactly. Yeah. I don't think those guys are like yeah, we sex got symbols it. <laughs> enough. You know, or like they, they've never really had like a scandal. So I'm not really that worried that That's they're like. That's a scandal. Yeah, objectifying people. I mean, Stephen Page was fired from the band for being a cocaine addict. So. Yeah, uh, but he's not scandalous in, in any kind of entertainment. That's true. That's true. So, entertainment not a industry. sexist act. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Intrinsically. Unless he told someone, uh, you can't have my coke because you're a woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's yeah. he, that he only shared his coke with men. Yeah. Yes, sharing is caring when it comes to cocaine. <laughs> wow. We went there. We went there. This Meaning is what we I do. went there. This, this is, is what we do on this podcast. And you know what? This episode is really, I can feel it's going well, It's though. really great. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's take a few minutes and break it down. Huh? Yeah. How's this going, Well, guys? speaking of breaking it down, did yeah. you bring us a joint or two singular things that happens this week? Uh, I think we're going to do joint. Okay. Joint. Something. I, I, I was just thinking I would like throw in embellishments. They're, they are all uh, on the political spectrum. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Well, then let's go for it. Let's hear yeah. it. The yeah. thing that happened this week. First of all, you're, you're having us on the show uh, at the end of likely the worst week in America's history. So. Agreed. But the best week of the next four years. So that's good. I, you know what? It's funny because I wonder I wonder if all these executive orders right at the beginning will actually be the toughest. And then there will be a major plateau of like nothing getting done and no one really expecting much for like two or three years. Like I think yeah. that that's... I saw I'm a tweet. For it. I saw a tweet that was like, "Someone needs to just run for president right now, because he'll get distracted running against them. He'll get oh. so into just running for president again, he'll forget to do anything and, else." And I'm sitting here thinking, like, "That's not a bad idea, though." <laughs> it's not. Uh, it's not. He's very distractible. That one. Yeah. 
Uh, like he keeps watching TV, is what they say. CNN cut to him today during, uh, they like cut to him on Air Force One, and you could hear, uh, what is it, like the, some like local uh, advertisement jingle, like blaring in the background <laughs> when they cut like to Donald Trump. Boom. <laughs> yeah, it was something like that. It was, Oh, no, Elino and Barnes. Oh, 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 Seven cars for kids. Modulation. What? <laughs> <laughs> opt up. Oh, I always opt up on cars for kids, honey. That's Donate your so car hard. today. <laughs> Donate your car today. Yeah. Yeah, honey. But, so back it. to you guys. I think you book it. <laughs> and thus endeth the tangent second number tangent. Two. There we go. So, yes. Uh, but one positive thing we did this week is we went to the Women's March. We did. Uh, yes. In New York. We yeah. went to the New York one, not the one in D.C., Yes. Um, Tell us everything. But, uh, yeah, really. We hadn't been planning ahead of time. I didn't, I mean, I knew the Women's March was happening in D.C., but, like, I hadn't heard through the grapevine, like, what exactly was going on in New York. I didn't know, like, if it was going to be a big thing. But then I woke up that morning. And I think we both felt, like, on the heels of the inauguration and everything, just that we wanted to be present, you right. know? We had just gone to that... Uh, protest demonstration on Thursday the night before over by Columbus Circle and um, that one was sort of a rally yeah it was like a rally protest yeah let's Um, get activated kind of thing yeah but we got up that morning and just saw like people going to it and Twitter was you know on fire and so we were like well (laughs) it was lit yeah it was lit (laughs) Uh, we had to go we we both had the day off which was great it was amazing because we did have the day off but uh, we didn't have bus tickets to DC, so um, <laughs> they were pretty well sold out by the time we got on board. So we we headed down, and um, I'm trying to think because I can't gesticulate because we're on mic. But um, <laughs> it it did this little U shape from First Avenue Joe down just to made 40. A U shape I did, I did with my finger. You can't listener. see it, but I made a U shape, guys. Um, Looks and like it a went, smiley face, mm-hmm. <laughs> but just the smile part, not the eyes. <laughs> um, and it went from uh, from about 50th Street down to 42nd Street, across to 5th Avenue. We were on 1st, 2nd Avenue, Second and then Avenue. back up 5th Avenue towards Trump Tower. And um, I think for anybody who marched anywhere, one of the delightful things, besides just seeing people being positive on a beautiful day, uh, was the plethora of signs. Great signs. Uh, very creative Great signs. signs. Yeah. The um, best signs. You want to believe these signs. <laughs> amazing signs. Uh, <laughs> They were huge. Um, huge one signs. of the ones we got the best people making these signs. We didn't move more than a block in three hours. Yeah, it was so packed and it was so so tightly. For the tended. first three hours, we went from 50th Street to 49th Street. Um, and wow. there was this lady over to our right who had, a, or a man. It was a man over to the right who had a sign that said, "Trump, shut up and get back in the kitchen and make my wife a sandwich." Yeah. and it was Aww. so funny. <laughs> and um, but there were just a lot of like really beautiful signs. Like there was this one that I caught in a picture that was just like I'm marching because of compassion and hard work and teamwork and like it was yeah. just like all these positive things. It was and very. It was a very positive experience. Yeah, Everyone I was, it was really uh, very joyful, uh, angry, but like joyful to like be together and yeah. be 
um, having their voices heard and stuff. And nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there were a lot like there was this one little girl named Sophia leading chants. Yeah. She's like up on someone's shoulders and she's Slay, like, "Show me Sophia." What... Yeah. 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 She she's was like, like, "Show me what democracy looks like." This is what she, democracy yeah, looks yeah. like. Show me what a feminist looks like. Like these little like I mean, she must have been like. I don't know, eight or nine. Just yes. She had glasses on and a winter hat, and she was on someone's shoulders, oh, just yeah. like that. yelling in her tiny little kid voice. Oh, it was squeaking after a little. And then we saw yeah. these two older ladies, and one had her drum, and one had her trumpet. Yeah. And they were just a pair of musicians just walking down the street, just playing. Just playing. Just yeah. playing. It's awesome. Like, it was like having. A little marching band. Yeah, and that's why, like, you know, it, it seemed very, like, joyful, you know? Like, yeah. everyone there was, you know, pissed off and angry and stuff, but, you know, people were playing music, and you saw all these kids and stuff holding signs, and, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was good. And, like, just, I mean, hundreds of thousands of people, I think. They oh, yeah, yeah. Like 500,000 people we, there. We cut over to Fifth Avenue eventually, just because we kind of wanted to see what the scene was like. And at in front, front of Trump at, Tower, in, at the front yeah. of Trump Tower, and they wouldn't let us go up to Trump Tower. You had to split off at Fifty Fifth Street. But... I gotta tell you, I've been inside Trump Tower a couple of times, Me and too. it is one of the most labyrinthic set of like stairs, escalators, mirrors. Everything it's is in reflective lot. gold. It's very it's hard to very, figure out where you're standing. <laughs> it's very, very it's tiny. A lot. I yeah. when I very first moved to New York, um, uh, someone who had come and performed in like a, a musical at my college had said, come call me when you get to New York. And so we went, and for some reason, we ended up in Trump Tower, like, get, getting a cup of coffee in the basement That's or something. There's a Starbucks on the second yeah, level, yeah. and it's on, like, a suspended bridge yeah. mezzanine. Yeah. It's so it's weird. It's such a weird layout. It's yeah. so mm-hmm. weird. And and I just remember that... Yeah, we stuck it to him. <laughs> you got a weird layout, man. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I definitely, like... This will be the podcast that brings down Trump. <laughs> Right here, guys. History is happening. You heard it here first. Excessive gilded gauche things. It's definitely the place you want to go. But um, yeah, like it's just Dalton's uh, rattling. Dalton, crinkle it away. No, no, it's fine. Dalton, Dalton likes fresh breath. He's getting an Altoid. I respect that. (laughs) This Mm -hmm. podcast brought to you by Altoids Altoids. and Empire. Yeah, and some Lino and Bar. (laughs) Side note, not tangent. You would not believe how many times we've talked about Listerine strips. Oh man, yeah, because Ian loves fresh breath. In, he's he's using it like it's 2008 in <laughs> life or on the podcast. Both. Uh, both, both, but mostly on the podcast. Yeah, I had someone trick me in like when I was in like middle school into put, putting the Listerine strip in and then like cupping your hand like to your eye. What? Yeah. Breathing. Flat out making yourself yeah. cry. Yeah, you get the Listerine oh, breath in like your that. eye. I don't like burns. that at all. Yeah. But anyway, I, I was dumb in middle school. What happened <laughs> in my brain that I thought you were going to say, someone gave me a Listerine strip and it was acid. Like, I clearly am not in the right mind. You said middle school clearly. Yeah. There was this one time, though. All right, you know what? Can this all be tangent number That's three? That's fine. Okay. Um, not to detract from, from the women's rights movement and equality and and magic and all the great things all of the things that we're talking about but i do have to say that there was this one time this kid ray sat next to me in french class and he had this vial around his neck and i was and i happened to look at it and was like hey i like your your jewelry your necklace or whatever and he's like cool yeah it's a vial of heroin Mm, and i was like whoa okay (laughs) 
Okay, cool. And he and he Ray looked, is cool. Like there was, <laughs> like, Ray is hip. Like there was yeah. no missed moment. Like I want to gesticulate too. I, how can I explain this? That he shows me the necklace, the vial, and I go, "Whoa, okay, très cool, Ray, so cool." Like trying to talk to him in French because we're like in an immersion class. And then he pulls <laughs> up his sleeve and shows me his track marks, oh, and I was oh. like, mm. I was like, "You are seventeen, mm. going on eighteen. Oh, <laughs> you love your a presentational heroin addict. Yes. Oh yeah. man! But then I, fa- and you know, I heard later stuff happened with him that I was like, "Why am I not surprised when oh. I come back to my hometown that you're the person stories are about?" Like, yeah, yeah. oh mm. hey, did you hear that X, Y, and Z? Oh, wow, jeez, <laughs> dang. It is sad, and you know what? It's a part of our political structure right now. Is mm-hmm. see, I was just trying to bring it back around. Well yeah, done. Is 100%. that um, that's you know that's to a dispel big issue. the rumors? Yeah, is, uh, is uh, heroin use in the country? Big thing, big thing. The uh, yeah. Let's talk cosmetic. about. Let's talk let's about. Talk about, about uh, <laughs> no, but it, but uh, what I was gonna say is tangentially to our inauguration and uh, women's march talk. One of my favorite things that happened this week that is a tiny thing, um, and it's not much of a story other than I went to the Brooklyn Public Library, and this is also to elaborate the week where uh, the White House press secretary's very first statement to the American people was to lie about the size of the crowd at the inauguration, which for the record doesn't matter, but he came out and lied about it. That matters. Oh yeah. The fact that he came out and lied about it. And then Kellyanne Conway, the spokesperson came out and said uh, they weren't falsehoods. Which she looks like someone has melted her. (laughs) (laughs) She she came out and said uh, they weren't falsehoods, they were alternative facts. (laughs) Which is... And social media went <laughs> at it. So for for me, that just sounds exactly like what you say when you're like 14 and you get caught eating something you're not supposed to in the kitchen or something like that. It's like, oh, they, they weren't marshmallows. They were white carrots. You know, like, it's just like so not true. My mom was telling me today that she keeps going to my grandma's house and finally my grandma hasn't taken her pills. And my grandma denies it. She goes, oh, yeah, I did. And my mom will be like, no, they're here <laughs> they're sitting right in front of me. Here are your pills. And she goes, oh, you must have misorganized them. And I was like, she's trying to trump you, Mom. <laughs> yeah. She's trying to give you the alternative oh, facts. She's trying to conway you. She took her pills. And man. she did not. Yeah. But I walked in the library, and it, above the nonfiction section uh, was a big blue sign that said, non-alternative facts. <laughs> and it well made played. my day, Brooklyn yes. Public Library. Thanks, all BPL. The props to you. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, BPL. None. <laughs> I have one question. Did you guys make signs? We did not. We did not make signs. Because we chose to go that that morning. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, everything that I heard was that, like, Joanne Fabric and Michaels and uh, Target and all those places were, like, out of poster board Friday and Saturday. Did you you know that there's actually, like, I read a couple articles that said that there is a national shortage of poster board. Like, there are students (laughs) and schools that can't get poster board. Yeah. That makes sense. We just can. Lots of stuff. Can you imagine, like, everyone chose diorama for their project because all the poster boards (laughs) are on. Like, the the trifold. Trifold. Yeah, oh my God. You know what? Trump is creating poster board industry jobs. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I'm not on board. Actually, I just have to let you know that most poster board is imported from Mexico. 89% of poster boards Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> no, but legit though, a friend of mine posted, I don't know if it's his suit, but he posted a picture like straight from his phone 
of a tag of them, a Trump-branded suit yeah. Oh, yeah. made yeah. in Mexico. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, all of Trump brand stuff is, like, made from China Mexico and Mexico. China. Yeah, get that. Oh, well, um, Letterman did that poll, uh, made him do that on air, on, on Letterman's show, is there's, like, a really famous clip of him being like, all right, Mr. Trump, like, you say, you know, this was early in his candidacy. Mm-hmm. He's like, you say that you don't want to, you want to keep all jobs American, you don't want to export oil service, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, so who makes who makes this Trump tie? And he's like, eh, you know, I don't know, some some hard worker, someone who works for the little guy. And he's like, oh well, they're a little guy in Polynesia, or like whatever, <laughs> you know. And then and then at one point he's like, all right, and who makes this uh, this like flat back jacket, this like dinner jacket? And he's like, I don't know, but again, you know, someone working hard. We're very proud to have them in our corporate structure. And he's like, it was actually made in India, so I'm sure it is not a man. It is a six-year-old boy. Like, but it's just like, <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, that went out to me. Apropos. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, was this the first uh, march that you've been to? First demonstration that you guys have been to? No. We've no. been to a, a few. They're <laughs> uh, like, bitch, please. <laughs> <laughs> um... First in a while, I mean, we did uh, a couple Black Lives Matter protests. Yeah, good for you. Me too. Um, yeah, I, I think I think that like what to me stood out about this particular thing is that it it didn't feel necessarily like this is sort of what I said about the thing right before the inauguration, which is it didn't necessarily feel like a protest as yeah. much as a rally to get people. Just to just to um, say like we're all gonna be aware and we're all gonna we're all gonna you know pull up our spirits and figure out what we're gonna do now and we're all in this together. It was just sort of a show of hands to be like, oh, it's not just me. I'm not just alone. Like it didn't, you know. I've heard a lot of people saying like, well, I don't even understand. I was actually uh, babysitting uh, in in a park in Brooklyn the same day I went to the library and I heard this girl like two benches down talking to a friend. She's like well, we didn't really do anything. We just kind of stood there and it was like really <laughs> packed and so we didn't really march much and so I don't really understand. And I was like, oh my God, the whole point is that it was so packed you couldn't move. Like that's the point is that yeah. just being there and showing everybody else who, you know, feels like they need to get something out that like they're not alone and that that women's rights matter or that, you know, the, the rights of various minority populations or, you know, whatever, you know, DAPL or whatever the cause is that there are a bunch of people who are willing to put themselves forward and say, you know, we're in it and we're in it together. And so to me, that was the point is like a show of hands and like a show of support more than uh, an anti thing. So like, yeah, I've been a part of protests and rallies, but this just felt like a show of like support and, and joy. And like, we're gonna, we're gonna be we're gonna be something. Yeah, there you know? was definitely that element of like solidarity. Yeah. yeah. Which I thought was like more of an like that was definitely the overtone is like we are Yeah. We are here together because we all believe that this shit matters. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I was yeah. listening to Throwing Shade this morning and Brian Safi said something really smart. He was like, it as opposed to a lot of other protests or or um marches or or things that have happened over the last couple of years that you can kind of like pick out on 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 calendar this one felt like oh you want to be there sure you can join in oh you want to be there cool join in and even though they weren't happy about it the women who organized the march still let you know like pro-life groups march because technically that is a form Mm -hmm. of I don't you know that is one thing that actually has been quite contentious because they didn't actually let pro-life groups as uh, march as groups like they were more than welcome right. as individuals you can, and so that's, that's definitely been something that's been a part of the conversation yeah. and I think that you know 
I think we treat the pro-life, pro-choice thing like it's not as nuanced as, nuanced as, as it, it is. is. Like, it's one yeah, of the most nuanced political issues. It's just got so much I mean, even like, as someone, stuff. I think my blood runs blue, but I still, like, you know, like, until you're in that situation, it, you're not going to be in the state of mind to, like, understand what that decision is for you. So men, sorry, you don't get a say. <laughs> no. But women, like, yeah, of course your point of view might change. Like, I don't know what to expect. Like... You know, none of us do. Yeah. Yeah. You just have to go with like your with your gut, you know? Oh, but what Brian was saying was like that the chance at least they went to the they went to the DC march um as a as a cast mm-hmm. and um they took with them um some of the cast of Parks and Rec. And they were mm-hmm. um they were saying that like one of the things that they really noticed, Brian was saying that the chant was always changing and everyone got a say. At like for thirty minutes, Black Lives Matter. For thirty minutes, like uh, you know, pro choice group. For thirty minutes, like the shout was, "This is what democracy looks like." You know, thirty minutes, Dakota Access Pipeline. Like it, every person who showed up, like had a moment to like for for the crowd to cheer them. That's really cool. Yeah, that yeah. is wow. really cool. I I mean, I definitely felt like it. It may not have been like as. <laughs> I, we were in two tiny spots. There were so many people. Yeah. So I can't even say what the march was like. I can say what these two tiny dots on the on the you know scope were like. But I, I was just blown away by by the mass of people. And there were definitely many different issues and many different... We saw one lady when we very first got there who had a sign, um, there are no grizzlies in Newton, Newtown. She was from Ooh. Newtown. Uh, and uh, Honey, I right have some fucking it. feelings about <laughs> that. But man, Me too. I, I just feel like you guys are such a funny couple, and we like came in and just brought the politics. You're like, let's have oh, two no, musicians no, on, and we're we like, no, it. I love it. We love it. Well, we here's love the it. thing. Like, I'm living vicariously right now. <laughs> like, I one of my like one of the things I respect about the two of you the most is that I we are friends on Facebook, and I do follow you guys, and like whenever there is a debate, the two of you like when you respond are just so well-spoken and like so like to the point and so (laughs) correct about everything you're saying that like i I take i take a lesson from that because like that's how you that's how you try that's how you try to converse with the people who can't i tried for a long time but i did leave facebook you did how do you feel i feel great (laughs) i don't blame you i feel great i did a couple things so it, late December, like after Christmas. Well, first of all, I had already decided that like, like our, one of the reasons we're not talking about our band a whole lot right now is like we're taking like three months to just sort of like write and record and practice yeah. and like sort of spend the winter sort of preparing for everything that comes next. Um, we just released the album last October, and now we're working on a new one. Um, and uh, so I, I needed to be able to like focus and stuff. And every time I was at home, I was just getting these Facebook debates and, you know, trying to be very reasonable and, like, (laughs) use proper, like, you know, debate etiquette and not shame anyone and not, you know, try to put anyone down and just sort of talk things out with people, find common ground. Which is really big of you, considering no one will do you that favor. No, I know. I know. I'm not going to change anyone's mind on the internet. And that's what I I realized. I was like, this, if I talk to people, that's one thing, but, like, on the internet, people are just going to respond with a meme, you know? Like, and, yeah. and so I, I left Facebook. I was like, I'll still be on Twitter, 
But then I was on Twitter on my computer too much, so I blocked Twitter on my computer. <laughs> now I'm still on it, but I'm on just my phone and my mm-hmm. iPad. Okay. Uh, so I only am on social media on my mobile stuff. Everything else is blocked on the computer. And he literally went into the foundational software of his computer. Yeah, I went into terminal on my computer and like command so line blocked. So that's how websites. you know how to fix the TV. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's this guy. And I blocked those websites from my computer entirely. Uh, but uh, it feels great. It good feels for so you. good. That's great. I, I like being on Twitter because you get sort of a wider view. Like you can still absolutely be sort of like you know, block out everyone except the people that agree with you. And it's easy to do that, but you're still getting sort of a wider viewpoint no. than... Well, and because people only have 160 characters, it's way easy to skim. Although, like, it's I easy to skim, can, but I it's can, also harder to have, like, any substantial should, conversation yeah. at yeah. all. Right. I'll tell you, the rise of the, uh, what what is it, the tweet thread... Where, yeah. like, everybody's oh, yeah. just, like... Just, like, bang, 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 bang. Like, One out of 63. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. That's really the thing now. And it's, yeah. like, I'm glad for all of the information that people have shared, but it's kind of hilarious that, like... Let's, let's all step back. <laughs> it's and it's also great thing. for just watching Nazis getting punched. So, well, that's nice. You know. that was, God, that, that video... Great. The funny thing about... I mean, there's a lot funny about that video and also yeah. disgusting, but... What's really funny is he starts explaining what Pepe he yes. starts explaining Pepe. I, I feel such a strong pull to like be the bigger man and be like, that's not who we're gonna be, but I can't with yeah, that guy. Punching. I can't with that guy. But like here's the thing, like, really is the neo-Nazi movement using Pepe? Because Pepe yeah. used to be a thing that like yeah, gamers the, were using the to like troll are all each about other. Memes. They They're are. all about trolling too, so yeah. Um yeah. Man, that gets me. That's but he's like, so this is actually a symbol of our movement. This is Pepe. <laughs> Boom! <Yeah. laughs> Something a friend of mine said that I'm gonna repeat on this podcast, which I love. Um, when like that they're calling themselves the alt right, my friend goes, Your racism is not acoustic. Call it what it is, you're fucking Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> I do have to say, we were talking about signs earlier. Like, I think one of my biggest takeaways from the various marches happening, you know, everywhere, all over the country, but even the world, like, like you were saying, Ian, the show of solidarity only reinforces that, like, there's only up from here. Like, clearly, Let's hope. clearly oh. this, at, oh. at least this span of time, like, when we look back in the history mm. books, will be a dip like the Dust Bowl was, or, like, the, or the, the Dark or Ages, dark, either one. Yeah, yeah, Dark Ages, <laughs> um, the stock market crash, like, this will be, 9-11, this will be a very clear time of people being like, there was major dissatisfaction in yeah. the country. But what's nice is, like, there's only growth. My favorite, favorite sign that I saw was a photo of one, uh, I think, at the D.C. March. I don't want to say it wrong. But um, this person's holding up a sign that says, you tried to bury us, but you forgot we're seeds. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I was like, That's yes! That's a, like, that? praise. That's it's a quote. Quote. It's yeah. definitely a famous quote, but it's, uh, yeah. it's a really good one. I Where, would say, yeah, the overarching narrative of history is towards progressiveness and and sort of it swings both uh, ways well, but it, things can still get really bad before yeah. they get better i mean it's what true. do you what do you think when when the turn of the century comes obviously the first thing in any textbook is going to be 9 11 mm-hmm. what do you think the 15 or 20 years after that what will be the highlights they're teaching in class 50 years from now of I, like of past like before now from 9 11 to like three years from now Oof, well, to like 2020. I don't, don't want to get think, super dark. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, I think. But it's, like, what will be the the points of interest? You know, I, I mean, I think people. this is really a crucial moment to find out. And I think that you know, as much as 
we can say that the bent of history goes towards the progressive, you know, that's because up to this point, that's the direction it has gone. And the winner writes history, right. you know? So I think that we're going to find out and it's going to, it's, it, it could easily swing another way. And I think that, you know, the pendulum always swings. It always swings. Yeah. It mm-hmm. always does. And there is, you know, a detrimental uh, version of each side. So even if it swings back really hard, there's, you know, there can be problems as obviously as we've seen in the, in the, uh, in the left this, this year, there's been a lot of dissension about, uh, about how that party should be run, whether, whether the Hillary thing or the Bernie thing or the blah, 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 blah are we progressive enough? Are we centrist enough? Yeah. The whole thing. But, um, I, I think that, uh, I lost my train of thought because I got caught up in my <laughs> uh, Well, the well, only reason I was, um, please go ahead. I, I lost my train of thought too because of everything you were saying, I'm like, yeah, she's saying it perfectly. She's saying exactly just, what I'm thinking that, and putting it into like yeah, right words. Yeah. But I think that ultimately, like, you could take a, a really um, sort of close in view and say, well, oh, okay, America is going to swing back left. But, you know, you look across the globe and the entire Western chunk of the globe is having these populist uprisings, right. yeah. you know? And so, and, and some of the trade deals could really, really, really impact. The, who is the major power in the world and it yeah. very easily could not be us anymore and so I, I don't know what the history books are going to say I think I, I think one thing that will definitely make sort of the, the history books regardless of what specifically happens over the next couple of years is the rise of globalization and the internet age and like the access right. of information I think yeah uh, I posted this the day after the election, this David Foster Wallace quote from like 1996, I think, when he was on the press tour for Infinite Jest and someone asked him about the internet, you know, in like 1996. And he talks about how, you know, people are talking about the internet already like it's going to be this massive sharing of information and everyone will be educated and everyone will be able to find whatever information they want to, but how it's not going to be like that because the overwhelming amount of information is going to necessitate gatekeepers because there's going to be too much information. I mean, we already saw this with music. Like, it blew open music. People thought, like, oh, it's the end of the music industry because now anyone with a guitar can make their own records. But it's like, there's so much music. too much music. People don't find what they want to listen to that people want a top 40 list. That people want a top 40 list to bump in their car. They want a blog that will tell them this is the good new album to check out and then they check it out. Well, right now, I mean, like, this is NPR Tiny Desk concert season, like season yeah. Yeah. and when you think about all of the entries for tiny desk but the tiny desk series has been going on way before viral video was mm-hmm. a thing yeah. like mm-hmm. you know I, what i was thinking about before and it kind of ties into this like a, a time of both revolution like police and like my like both minority groups and like just marginalized groups in general like uprisings but also like music and culture a moment that was being had is like the 60s like the 60s come back to me a lot and when I think about the reason I brought up the history book thing is because like when I look back to history class the things that are highlighted in the 60s are the hippie movement the civil rights movement including the Black Panther Party in opposition from the KKK the moon race Mm -hmm. and the Kennedy assassination right like that's the 60s to me and it's just like, I just wonder, you know, I just wonder, like, what'll be now? It'll be the inundation yeah. of the internet. Dalton's I, right. Yeah, it's absolutely. the internet. Well, I think, and, and I the think, end of that quote. The, the, yeah, the, the end of that quote is he's talking about how, you know, we're going to need these gatekeepers who will tell us what's worth looking at. And people will go to the gatekeepers that they like 
the information from. Mm. And he ends the quote by saying, once this blows up, you're going to see the whole of human history repeated in in a Extreme. very accelerated, accelerated. yeah, wow. and it really feels like we're seeing that. It like, feels like we're seeing like a repeat right of all of human history, sort of on a 20, 30 year timeline. You know? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and uh, and I, I think like sort of what you were talking about with the sixties and all all the stuff that happened sort of in the last century. It all seems to be moved by politics. It seems to be moved by things yeah. like the wars and. Uh, Things like that, and I feel like now politics is moving as a result of things like the internet, um, yeah. which is more putting this sort of tool in the hands of everybody is allowing us to shape things in I think ways we didn't predict. Well, and I think it's really interesting because a lot of science, like a lot of um, studies, have looked into how we as humans cannot function on this large of a scale. We function mm. at our best in like 160 person pockets that yeah. we're very tribal by nature and so you know we talk about seeing how unifying and everything that the march was but that you know I still have a lot of Republican or, or just right leaning people in my feet feed who are posting things that I'm not seeing unless they post it and you know their feed is full of it you know yeah. they yeah. saw a lot of negative stuff they saw about these you know protesters at the inauguration who lit a car on fire and you know Which that that's their number one scary. concern yeah yeah that but that they're they're they have this completely different view sidebar a lot of them were talking about pussy shaped hats i don't know if they realized that the pussy hats were because they were supposed to look like ears and they were paying like republicans like, have never seen a vagina I'm like, do you know what it looks like actually here's the down? thing and they're like that's i mean there were there were vagina hats but not those <laughs> massive like quantities of head, those were little am I am I yeah, they're they're little, 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 yeah. yeah they're little yeah. cat ears because of because of yeah, be, yeah I mean because yeah, of the play on the words back, absolutely yeah. mm-hmm. it was absolutely because of the play on the words but like everybody was posting like vagina hats blah 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 and I was like oh you oh. guys have not ever looked down <laughs> like ladies also, grab if, a mirror if you're uncomfortable with the word my mind <laughs> Guys, if we, if, first if you're uncomfortable with the word pussy, who did you vote for? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah absolutely. <laughs> I do have to say, on like a clinical note, women that don't like masturbate or know their bodies or have like studied their vagina, like I genuinely have friends who are the same age as all of us in our age bracket, you know, like 20s and 30s, that have literally never either one, sexually gotten down with themselves or two, just like held a mirror like Charlotte on Sex and the City style, just like study your vagina, like just appreciate your anatomy. Like you're stuck with it, bro. Like you're you know, so stuck with it. And like I, I, I uh, women that don't masturbate or have never masturbate. I, 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 what? Who are you? Well, <laughs> what are you no, no, doing? No, but I, I gotta throw, I gotta throw cold water on that. Because, okay, please, please because do. Because I, come Joe keeps from me a in very, check. <laughs> we, we're really developing this part of our friendship. Yeah, today. honey, I love it. Um, I. Uh, I'm from a very religious background. And so there's a lot that just like, that is fascinating to me um, about the fact that women's sexuality, men's sexuality is reprehensible in the church. Like it's like, you can't be gay. You can't, you know, be honor- you have to be honorable about the way you approach women, blah, 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 blah. Sure. Women just, they don't really talk. Don't, we don't there's, really, there's, talk. We don't really talk about thing. if you're a lesbian because that's like, it doesn't, Women's sexuality just doesn't really occur to... I mean, it does, especially now. There's been a, a lot of progressive stuff in the church over, you know... And, and I think there are, probably always were, always was. But 
it, I, I, I personally was someone who was in a lot of different denominations and a lot of different, I was in like the music scene, I was in like yeah. the Catholic scene, I was in the Protestant scene, I was in the non-denomination, I, I went to church camp, like all the things. I went to church and camp. And it honey. just wasn't a thing. Like you just, women's sexuality doesn't exist, which again brings us back to like rooms of men signing legislation about women. So yeah. when you talk yeah. about women not knowing themselves, I just think about, I, I just, I feel like being told like, don't make your brothers stumble, like, just made me completely cut off that existence of myself for the first 23 years of my life. Like, I just wasn't aware as a human. And that's not every woman. I know a lot of women who grew up exactly like me and didn't have that experience, but I also know a lot of women who, who did have that experience, you know? And so I think it's hard for, because women, not just in religious backgrounds, but from a lot of backgrounds, are just told that their sexuality effectively doesn't exist until a man exists. And right, I think, right. and of course, correct me if I'm wrong, because I come from like a very like liberal-minded place, New York, um, <laughs> and I think a lot of it goes back to education. Because like I dated a girl who grew up on abstinence-only education, and I and I knew that was a thing, but like it, I never thought twice about it because you start learning, like, reproductive health in fifth grade, where I grew yeah, up. Yeah, no, I was, my parents and, opted me out of, what well, Virginia calls it family life education. It's when okay. the health class turns into yeah. sex ed. Yeah. And my parents opted me out because I, I grew up in an abstinence-only household. Yeah, yeah. like, I mean, I, I think a lot of it is just, like, edu- a lot of it, I think, is education well, also, and how we yeah. go about that. Culturally, also, women are taught just sexual shame. Yes. Like, that, that's a big part of it, too, is, like, not necessarily like in the classroom or in the church necessarily, but I remember being a kid, like the goal of the boys was to get laid and, you know, mm-hmm. kiss a girl and stuff. But then like you would call girls sluts that like, you know, there's like, that. That did there's, the same there's thing. a whole, yeah. you know, that whole Double culture uh, of sexual shame for women when you're not being educated, if you're going absence only education, the church isn't talking about it. And the culture around you is that it's a, you know, it's a bad thing. You know. But, you know, that wasn't my experience either, which is also weird. The experience that I had in the church was very, sex is a good thing. Sex is a beautiful thing hmm. when you're married. It's mm. forever. And I was actually very, very, very well educated about sex and about, like, reproductive stuff, but just told not to do it and that it didn't apply to me. And I think that that's not the case. I mean, I had my best friend who I grew up with went to the same church as me, the same whole nine yards. She didn't have that same experience. So we're just talking about two people who are getting different messages, you know, maybe partially from home, but like, you know, I got that message from school. I got, even in my Catholic school, you know, maybe fourth grade, we started having the split off and we started learning what, you know, our periods were and stuff like that. So Ugh, it, periods. <laughs> Ugh. It's such a burden when, you're, when your uterus bleeds. But it is a reminder to find out what your vagina looks like. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, I, that's the thing. That I I think that that's what I was getting at, and I definitely. Uh, Joe is so wise. She's so wise. <laughs> I I'm just like I, I I just like say these things off the cuff, and then someone with like a brain comes in and is like, so just to be clear, no. But I think the thing that blows me up is it's like, all right, so you don't like every person's journey is different. If you want to get all Oprah, like crossroads and whatever. But, but I, but I love I, bread. I, I, I love, love bread. bread. I love bread. But I, I really do believe that no matter how you get there, you have to get there. You have to look, have to know what it, you know, like know what it looks like. 
like some people are even ashamed to do breast checks in the shower and I'm like some of it is just like clinically like scientifically yeah. just like take care of yourself you know like it's also the same motion I make to wash them like what you yeah, know yeah. like but it, but it's like especially because your your uterus is going to bleed once a month whether you want it to or not like just get down with it, you know, like just get on the same page, educate yourself, like empower and strengthen your mind and your body with like just the, the power of knowing more. Like, with like the more, you know, the more, you know, because the <laughs> less, you know, NBC, no, the, because the, because the less, you know, like the more you're going to be shocked by something that is probably pretty normal. Yeah. 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 You know, and that, and that freaks me out. Like one, one time on the show a few weeks ago, I told Ian that like we play this game, we'll play it with you later. But one of the questions is, what are you obsessed with right now? And I told him I'm obsessed with the fact that I bought a new soap that I loved the smell of, but it fucked up my pH balance. Oh, and I hate that. Yes. So, oh my god. So if I was right, Ian, don't you hate? That? I mean, when that happens to me. So if I, I swear to God. So if, but if I didn't know I how ma- how my lady, <laughs> right? If I didn't know how my lady bits worked, and you know, like that could have been honestly, I could have gotten very sick and not thought twice yeah you know so you could have assumed it was a god's punishment yes yeah. no but i mean yeah honestly there are people in the world that mm-hmm. believe that, that believe that yeah <sighs> yeah there yeah. is this one when i was in the vagina monologues in college there is a piece in the vagina monologues i love so much it's called under the burqa and this woman her monologue is about how uh she was raped in front of her family by like a gang of warlords in her village and uh as like punishment for something her father did that her father had to watch her be raped by like six Ugh. men or something <laughs> and they sliced off it, no <laughs> no no trigger warning trigger warning everybody they sliced off the lips of her labia and so her whole monologue is about like even though my vagina looks different than the way I was born I still make myself look at it feel it appreciate it now that I'm healed I just know I feel empowered by the knowledge of like this is what my anatomy has become and here are my scars, and here are my stories, and I just, wow, this was, this That's was, beautiful in a very gruesome way. Yeah, so anyway, sorry, very tangential, kind of on point, but not really. Yeah. So, no, <laughs> I just feel like I let us on a whole tangent about women's so sex. So what about ways you should be? <laughs> oh my gosh, we're Please so, text us your thoughts. <laughs> we, we are honestly so lucky to be living vicariously through your March experience. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I knew it was happening, but like, I didn't. I guess I didn't, like, think enough about it to, like, be proactive enough about it because I was working all day. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I'm just well, like, I want to be right. where the that's people why I didn't, are. That's why I didn't go down because I had to babysit later and I was afraid I wasn't going to be able to get out of yeah. the crowd to go where I had to later that evening. Wait, but I keep being told that liberals don't have jobs. Yeah. That's why we can go to all the marches. <laughs> yeah. I literally boys. missed, like, most of the marches because of my job. Yeah. It was a Saturday. <laughs> it was a Saturday. That was that was um, a funny thing. Like someone did shout like uh it was like it was there was a story about some like Trump supporter getting really mad while at trying to drive through one of the marches and be like, Why aren't you all at work? And some lady was like, Bitch, it's Saturday. <laughs> I love that. I think that um the one thing I, I honestly don't believe that this is the right mathematical ratio, but I like the message it's sending when Trump is like uh, if you all were so angry about it, why didn't you go to the polls? And people are responding, well, three million people went to the march and you lost by three million the popular yeah, it vote. Worked out pretty yeah. Neatly. That yeah. mathematic That's... clearly those aren't the exact people that yeah. were, yeah, you yeah. know. But like, 
like, kind of nice. I like them. It's kind of yeah, cozy. That's, that's yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what were y'all's exactly. major major takeaways? I mean, I, I think I already kind of touched on it. Was just like the 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 feeling of um, encouragement and solidarity for people who need to keep going right now. Who, who needed a little, like, I'm not alone in this. Yeah. Um, I know there's a lot of opposition. And I know there are a lot of people who are like, shut up and give them a chance. Um, but I also, I also feel like there are so many people who are really, really there for climate change, there for no DAP out there for women's rights and, and just respectful behavior, Mr. Uh, Hollywood Access Bus. And, and, you know, like, just like, <laughs> Just all of this, I, I just feel like there were a lot of people who just really wanted to show up and, and just be present. And uh, my major takeaway is there are still people out there um, who are who are fighting the good fight. And I I am proud to be a part of that. Yeah. Totally. Dalton, thoughts? Well said. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've kind of the same thing. It was just very reaffirming in sort of a really dark, awful week, you know, mm-hmm. uh, when like... Five times a day, my phone buzzes with a New York Times headline, like, each one is worse than the last, and it's like, by the end of the day, I'm just exhausted by all, like, you know, the executive orders and the speeches and stuff like that, and so it was good to have a moment to see, to, like, physically see how many people are opposed. Not just, because you know there are that many people, like, you know that he's going in with, like, a 32% approval rating, you know, like, everyone hates him. But it still feels, especially online and in the headlines and stuff, it still feels, like, very oppressive. And to, like, go out there and just be with the people that are opposing him felt very uh, hopeful. I think one of the other takeaways just from, like, the news was that it was in every, like, major... major metropolitan area in the, in, this, in the country. I mean, I know they were across the world, which is incredible, but specifically I want to address the fact that they were across the middle of the country as well. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, one of my favorite podcasts that I found this year is called Pantsuit Politics, and it's a woman from the left and a woman from the right discussing politics in a really wow. nuanced way. Mm. Um, and they're both from Kentucky. One's from northern Kentucky near um, Cincinnati, one's from Paducah. And... Um, and it's really, they really like touched a lot on how we approach nuanced conversations. And I think that remembering that this wasn't, it wasn't just the coast voted for Hillary, the center of the country voted for Trump. Like that's not really actually the narrative, you know, um, that's a takeaway that visually seeing, you know, the bridge in Nashville covered with marchers or, yeah. you know, the, the turnout in St. Louis, the, the turnout in the turnout St. in Louis, man. Yeah. I'm so proud. <laughs> yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Guys, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. You are such generous, so generous to be here, but also to share that. It's so special. Yeah. No, you. <laughs> no, you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we're going to shift gears. Okay. You want to take questions one, three, and five? Yeah. All right. Here comes the quiz. 